As we wrap up 2021, we're sharing some of our most downloaded episodes from this year. And y'all fell in love with the lessons I learned scaling to 1 million. Now, don't tune me out if you're not on that track yet, because the lessons that I learned are applicable no matter if you're scaling to six figures, multiple six figures, or a million dollars. There's so many things that you can implement in your business or learn from my mistakes. So let's jump on in and listen to the replay of the lessons I learned scaling to 1 million. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hey y'all. Okay. So I'm so excited because today's going to be a really fun, uh, like just podcast episode, a lot of reflection happened and I'm telling y'all and taking you through the 10 lessons I learned scaling to a million dollars in 2020. Now here's the deal. If you're like, Brainy, I'm not even to six figures yet. Million is not on my radar. I don't want any part of that. Please don't tune out because a lot of these lessons you can take now and you can apply them to your business now. Because the thing is, why not follow the lessons learned by other people that you listen to? That way you don't have to make the same mistakes that they may have. Or you kind of get your like foot in the game quicker because you're learning from other people's mistakes. And so don't tune out if you're like, I'm not there yet. I would encourage you to go listen to the episode, How I Scaled to Six Figures in 10 Months and the lessons I learned from that. But don't tune this one out. It's going to be a really good one. But before we begin, I do want to shout out some of our Spotlight listeners, which this one is coming from Yoda855. They give us five stars. One of my faves. When I first found Brainy's podcast, I fell in love with it and binge listened to a ton of episodes. I love the steps she gives that you can take action on today in your business. She is down to earth and I love her accent. Thank you, Yoda855. I so appreciate you leaving that review. I so appreciate you binging the podcast. And today is not going to be like any other episode where, of course, I'm going to give you actionable steps that you can take in your business. I will always give you all that because action breeds clarity and clarity creates dreams. And so I'm super excited. And thank you for leaving that, Yoda. And if you love this podcast and haven't left us a review yet, we always love receiving those. And you could be one of our spotlight listeners. I read every single review. And so if you haven't, head into the Apple store and go on and leave us an honest review. Okay, so let's jump on in to the lessons I learned growing to a million dollars. And I was on an airplane headed back from Sedona when I outlined this. And I just like, it just started flowing to me. And I was so excited to share. I had done a lot of reflecting when we were out in Sedona, a lot of meditating, journaling. And so I just like, these just flowed out of me and I knew I needed to share with you. So in case this is your first time, 2020 was my second full year with my business, full old calendar year. And we hit 1.2 million, which is so exciting. I'm just like 
so excited for what that does for other people. And it's not about me. It's about all the people that it can inspire. Definitely was nice to do it for myself, but I it was more for my daughter and for all of you listening. And I appreciate all of you. So if you haven't heard that episode, it's November's income report. I highly recommend you check that one out. We'll link it up. Okay. So let's jump into the 10 lessons I learned and how you can apply these to your business now. So the first one that I learned is you don't need the fancy bells and whistles to grow your business. So y'all hear me say all the time, like, you don't need social media. You don't need all this stuff. Like, none of that matters. Let's focus on needle movers. I'm always talking about this. Well, this year, we had had a website. I've always had a website since I started. And this year, I just didn't have anyone to maintain it. I wasn't maintaining it. And we had a ton of broken links on our website. Our support was getting hounded with a ton of people that were letting us know. And I don't want to say hounded. We so appreciate when you let us know links are broken. But it just got to the point where we didn't have anyone to really maintain the website. So I put up a coming soon page And we just left it at that. I got rid of my Brandy and Company website and we went straight to brandymouse.com and we just put up a coming soon site. We didn't have a website for eight months and we were still able to grow to 1.2 million. So you don't need the fancy bells and whistles. You don't need the best branding. You don't need all of those things. All you need to do is focus on the needle movers. Now, does that mean I couldn't get up like a one-page something? Yeah, sure, I could have. But we also had funnels that were running in the background. And we sent people to the funnels that were important to our business. Not a website where they could get lost in the transactions and like clicking all over the place. We sent them exactly where we wanted our clients to go based on their needs and wants. And so I would encourage you, what can you do that creates something super simple where you send your people directly to where they need to go. So if you're a service provider, maybe someone says they want funnel services. Maybe you have a one-page website that just has funnel services and looks kind of like a sales page, but they can book a call for you. We talk about this in the onboarding of WOWs, that you need something that you can send them to directly if it's a scheduler or something like that. So can you have a one-page just website just for your funnel services? Does it need to be a 10-page website? Absolutely not. Do you have to have the best branding? No, get on Pinterest, pick up a color palette and run with it. None of that stuff matters. And so what I want you to do is think about like, what are all these fancy bells and whistles that you keep trying to have that like really aren't moving the needle forward? Maybe you can cut them. Maybe you can stop wasting some time. Maybe you can get some time back. But I would take inventory of like, what do you think, what beliefs do you have about the fancy bells and whistles that you have to have before you can be successful? And let's kind of break those down because I know that you don't need all that stuff. And it's not just websites, it's other stuff like the fanciest softwares and stuff like that. Like, let's just take it down to the basics and just start serving our clients better, whether that's students inside your program or your one-on-one clients. Let's just start serving them better and stop worrying about having the prettiest everything and just show up and be a really great either leader, teacher, or service provider. Like, let's just focus on that instead of having the prettiest things. And so that was the first lesson I really learned is like, you truly don't need the bells and whistles in order to scale your business. Okay, so the second lesson I learned was vanity metrics don't mean 
And I'm just going to do that because this is a friendly podcast, but y'all know what I'm trying to say, poop emoji status. And so I am always saying like, ah, uh, your Instagram does not matter. Your Facebook page does not matter. These things do not move the needle. And I'm standing by that because this year I posted, I looked, I posted 24 times on my Instagram grid. I had less than 6,000 people on my email list and less than 3,000 followers. So here's what I know is posting 24 times on my Instagram grid is two times per month. How many of you are posting more than two times per month on your Instagram? Is it actually getting you results or is it not? I'm not saying Instagram doesn't have a place, but can you be more effective? I'm on Instagram daily, but I'm in my DMs. I'm having conversations with people. I'm not necessarily spending all this time like writing out captions, and it's not something that consumes a large part of my day. I love connecting with my audience in the DMs. I always respond to my own DMs. And so let's not like throw away, you know, Instagram altogether, but how can we use it in a more effective way to build relationships, which in turn build your revenue? And I'm not sold that posting a ton on your feed is going to do that. Okay, so then also the 6,000 people on my email list, as I was talking to people that were also doing a million, their email lists were way bigger. So here's one thing I want you to realize is that I know right now I'm talking and I'm like, I have less than 6,000 people. It's usually right around 5,800. And you're probably like, Brandy, I have like five or 500 on my email list. I was there. I was there when I started Surf CL Soar, which was, you know, like 19 months ago. And I had 400 people, actually 200 people on my email list. And now we're at this. So it doesn't take a lot of time once you get intentional, but you have to know why you're building your email list. And so for me, it didn't make sense as a service provider to build my email list. But now as a course creator, it does. But even so, I like to keep my email list super lean and only have the people on my email list that actually want to be there. And so some people may have that are doing the same revenue as I am, have like 16, 20, 30, 50,000 people on their email list. One person I know who did a million, she has 80,000. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, it doesn't matter if people aren't buying your products, if they're not tuning into your podcast, if they're not like being your people. And I can say that the people on my email list, which is probably a lot of you listening, you are my people. And so I much rather have a smaller email list with loyal raving fans than a big email list with people who don't understand me, who don't get my what I'm doing, who don't want to be part of my community. And my community is the podcast listeners, my paid programs. So I want the people who really are excited about what I'm doing and the impact I'm having on the world in my email list. So those vanity metrics, they don't matter. You want to focus on just a few and few is different for everyone. For you, it may be 50. For me, it may be 5,800. That's all relative, but I want to focus on the people who really want to be part of my community and they get what I'm putting out to the world. So, and then less than 3,000 followers. I think we're at like 2,800 when the, like not even 2,800 at the end of the 
December. And so here's the deal. You don't need swipe up to get a million dollars. You don't even need 3000 followers. Just like the email list, you just have to pour into the people who get you and want you and they'll stay with you. And so don't focus on these big numbers. Focus on going deep, not wide. How can you build more relationships with people? How can you get into your DMs? How can you really bond with people instead of worrying about how many followers you have? None of that matters if those people aren't going to purchase or be part of your community. Are they tuning in? Are they like really invested in you and your business? Or are they just followers for followers? And so for me, especially with the email list, we pay for those email subscribers. So every time people unsubscribe, I don't get my undies in a bunch because the thing is, that means they weren't right for my email list and now I don't have to pay for them. And to me, that's a good thing. So I would focus less on the vanity metrics and focus more on building deep relationships. Okay, so number three, the next lesson I learned is love your people hard. I love my community. I love you. You are my family. And I truly, truly believe that. And I don't say that lightly. Every single one of you that shows up for this podcast every week, I appreciate you. Every single person who sends me a DM, you personally are being answered those DMs by me. In my membership, you are my family. And conversions for clients, oh man, you are my family. And in beta to biggie, We are like so close. You are like my sisters. And so here's what I know. I love my people hard. I care about when they're suffering. I care about when they lose clients. I care about when they're not getting the results they want. And I want to help them create a life that they love that's full of choices. Love your people hard and the revenue will grow. Okay, number four is know your numbers. Oh man, you have to know your numbers. This is one thing that I find way too many people just like do not want to know their numbers. And in 2020, I really focused on the numbers. I heard a bookkeeper at the end of 2019, but 2020 was my first year working with her for the full year. And every single month we would go over all my numbers, my revenue, my expenses, my profitability, I would also track revenue generated, which is what I shared with y'all in the income reports. I knew where our money was coming from, what programs, how much we were spending in ads. I knew my numbers. I knew which programs made more than others. I knew which ones had the biggest impact. I knew how much my clients were bringing in and how much time I was spending. Know your numbers. It's the most important thing you can do in your business because if you don't know your numbers, you don't know what to fix and you don't know how to grow because a number that you don't know can't grow. And so really fall in love with knowing the numbers. And believe me, there was months where I looked at the numbers and I was like, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have looked at these numbers, but I still did because that's our job as the owner of our business is to know our numbers. We can't have other people tracking our numbers and us not knowing what to do. Numbers are our responsibility. And so for service providers, one thing I want you to track is how many discovery calls are you having? How many people are you landing from those discovery calls? What's your conversion rate? What's your expenses each month? How much money are you bringing in each month? And one thing that I had a conversation with one of my clients is we were talking about she outsources some of her podcast editing. And we were talking about like, okay, how much time, like how much does it cost you 
to have this client between the editors and everything. How much are you making after all that? And she didn't know those numbers. And this year she got super intentional on knowing those numbers. And now she knows where her prices need to be. She knows how much she can pay her subcontractors. She knows all that so she can have a profitable business and she's had exponential growth. And so that's what happens when we get really honest and real about our numbers. It is our job as the CEO, the founder, whatever you want to call yourself, to know your numbers. Another number I would also know is how much time you're spending on what activities. I know I always say don't track your time, like don't charge by time, but it is good to track your time. Every single quarter, I do a three-day like time study. It's where I, from the moment I get in my office to the moment I go to bed that night, I track my time. I see what I'm doing, what I need to stop doing. You'd be surprised how much time you spend in things that are not making money. So if you are like, oh, I don't have any time, I would encourage you to do a time study. It is the most annoying thing, but it will serve you so well. That's part of knowing your numbers. Okay, so the fifth lesson I learned is don't be afraid to shout your goals from the rooftop. I came in January 2020 with a super audacious goal of hitting a million. After doing 350 in 2019, I came in and I said, I'm doing a million. I'm going to get real and I'm going to do a million. And you know what happened? We went over a million. And I only believe that this happened because I shouted my goals from the rooftop. I told y'all every month how it was going. I kept you informed. Everyone knew in my family that I was shooting for a million. And I'm sure there were some people who were like, this girl is not going to go from 350 to a million. And you know what? We did. Because I let the universe know that that was my goal. I didn't care how it was going to happen. I just knew it was going to happen. And I shouted that goal from the rooftop. Let's stop hiding our goals and start sharing them. Your goals inspire other people. So if you don't do it for yourself, do it for the others that are watching. And you may be like, Brandy, no one is watching. There's always someone watching. I always tell my husband that I'm so amazed when we go out to Target or something. And at least one time, every time we go out somewhere, I'm like, do people not realize that there are other people around them? That there is always someone watching because you see people do these crazy things like, I mean, especially at Walmart and stuff like you just see people do crazy things. And I'm like, do people not realize there's someone always watching? And I want to tell you the same thing. You may not think that people are watching, but there's always someone watching. So shout your goals from the rooftop. Tell them to the world. The worst thing that could happen is you don't hit it, but you got super freaking close. And that's what's exciting. Okay, so let's do a recap of the top five real quick. And these are not in any particular order, by the way. You don't need fancy bells and whistles. Vanity metrics don't mean poop emoji. Love your people hard. Know your numbers. Don't be afraid to shout your goals from the rooftop. Number six, don't get hung up in the how. It won't look like you planned. So I remember being in San Diego at the end of November, it may have been the beginning of December in 2019, and planning out what my million dollar a year would look like. It was heavily reliant on my services and ServeScale Store and affiliate marketing. That's pretty much the only three revenue streams that I had envisioned. And I was going to have to pull some big numbers to make it happen. 
And I remember my coach being like, do you know how this is going to happen with these numbers? And I was like, no, but we'll figure it out. And then the funny thing happened is in January, I wasn't planning this. I launched conversions for clients, which was my Facebook and Instagram ad management course to teach people how to become a Facebook and Instagram ad manager. You can head to conversionsforclients.com to get on the wait list if that's something you want to do in 2021. But I remember like sitting in that room and being like, these are the numbers that I'm going to shoot for, but I'm going to hit million. Like I just know, oh my God, I'm going to hit million. And if these are the numbers I need to track, I'll do it. And then January came and I launched conversions for clients and conversions for clients changed everything. Conversions for clients was over a half a million dollars of our revenue for our 1.2 million. It was not on the plans in November. It wasn't even like an idea in November. And so here's what I want you to know is that you can plan your numbers and I think you should, but don't get caught up in the how. Sometimes we get too logical and I'm a super logical thinker. Sometimes we just need to see that there's a path that's possible and then start going and taking action. And then once we start taking massive action over and over again, new windows and opportunities will open up. Don't get hung up on the how. Also, my services I thought would be way more. And I haven't finished up my year in review, but I don't even think that my services hit six figures this year. And I had them doing like three. Hundred thousand. We had a lot of things that brought in income that I had not planned. And I sure as heck did not plan for a half a million dollars to come in from one course. And so here's what I want you to know. Find a path that looks possible to you, but don't get hung up in the how. As you take action, new doors will open. Seven, community is everything. You need a community. You need support. You can't do this alone. So many of us tried to go at it alone and be lone wolves. And there's no reason to do this alone, especially in 2020 when live events and in-person meetings were all canceled, which for my extroverted heart makes me super sad. But we need community. Even my introverts hear me. You need community. Community is what brings people together. Community is what makes us people. And we all want to have support and love. And so what is your community? Have you found that in 2021? I know that I love my community so much. SurfScale Store has built this amazing community where they support each other. They have all kinds of days that they put on together that are totally not related to me. But because of the serve scale soar community, they've been able to connect with each other, support each other. When COVID hit hard, they all rallied together and helped one another and lifted one another up. Community matters. They win together on Wednesdays. They love each other when they celebrate their best months. And they're there for each other in the hard times. Conversions for clients. Those ad managers are always helping each other when Facebook goes all cray-cray and does crazy stuff like shutting down ad accounts. They support each other. They jump on looms with each or Zooms with each other and then create looms for each other. 
It's an incredible thing to watch. See, it's not about me. It's all about them. And in the soaring inner circle, which is now beta to biggie, those people have created such strong bonds and relationships that they are each other's best friends. I see it. They know what's happening not only in their work life, but their personal life. And they are so connected. Community matters. And me, I was part of a mastermind, peer masterminds. And in 2021, I am part of two masterminds as well. Lean in your community, not just when you're winning, but also when you need help getting picked back up. The strongest people still need community. Eight, listen to your gut. It knows more than your head. This goes back to sometimes how logical we are. And I'm a very logical person, but your gut knows way more than your head. Your gut's your intuition. So when you feel it down in your gut, know that that's probably the better choice than going with your head. We get super logical sometimes and we miss out on opportunities. There's things that I look at and I'm like, oh man, this logically makes no sense. But in my gut, I know it. This is the same thing that happened with Million. People logically looked at my numbers and they were like, nope, (laughs) like this is silly. She's not gonna do a million. But I knew in my gut that we were gonna do a million. And I didn't know how, but I knew we were gonna do it. Follow your gut. It knows way more than your head. This goes with business decisions. It goes with anything in your life. Like go with your gut. It knows more than your head. Number nine, do what more of what lights you up. So this has always been my thing. Don't do something just because you have to. Now there are sometimes we have to do things just because we have to, but do more of what lights you up. Why focus on the things that we're not good at? Instead, why don't we focus on the things we are good at and that light us up? The more joy we can bring to our business and life, the better we are. Like why do things you don't love to do If that's what you want to do, go get a nine to five. As entrepreneurs, we are so fortunate. We get to do what we love. One of the things that held me back at the beginning was I really love launching. I love everything about launching. I loved helping my clients launch. I think that there's so much magic in launching a product. And I had talked to my coach and they were like, no, you help service providers, not course creators. And I kept on putting it off and putting it off. And my heart just kept on saying, I want to help people launch with ease. Like, this is what I love. This is what lights me up. And as I created Beta to Biggie to help service providers create a second source of revenue, my heart filled with joy. I was so excited. Every time I pop in that group, I get so excited. I love talking about Facebook ads. I love talking about ideas for your course or membership. I love getting in there and seeing webinar slides come together and launch numbers and debriefs. And oh man, that's like Christmas morning to me. And so I could have listened and been like, oh, logically I should just stick with Convergence for Clients and Serve Sale Sort, which do light me up as well. Like I love those programs as well. But Beta to Biggie set me on fire. And so if I could, you know, if I would have listened to my coach, it would have been fine. I would have had an amazing business, but I wouldn't be lit on fire. So I want to ask you, what lights you up? What gets you excited? What lights you on fire? And do more of that in 2021. It may not like be profitable right off the bat. Believe me, Beta to Biggie 
it is, I would imagine it's profitable now, but we spent so much money getting this program up and running because I wanted it to be the best program ever to offer to my students because I always like to over deliver. And so it lights me up. It brings me so much joy. And so what brings you joy? How about we start focusing on that and doing more of that? Because here's the deal. When we focus on that, ah, we're going to be lit up in our life. We're going to be lit up in our business and the money, the people, all of those things will just flow to us because we're working in our flow state. And so what is something that you've been putting off that you know would light you up, but it's just not the right time or, but, but, but there's all these buts. Do what lights you up. Go after it. In 2020, we learned so much about things can change so quickly. And so here's what I want to tell you. Stop letting things go past you because of all the buts. Start doing what lights you up and what gets you excited. There's no reason for us as entrepreneurs not to do that. So do more of it in 2021. Okay, and number 10, don't be afraid to show up as you are. Sometimes we feel like we have to fit in this bubble of what society wants us to look like or how society wants us to act or any of those things. And I'm here to tell you, don't be afraid to show up who you are. This year, I broke down so many walls. I learned so much about myself and I found out that society has jaded us in so many ways. And I have a feeling that most of you listening have also learned a lot about yourself this year because let's be honest, we've spent a lot of times with ourselves this year. And so I want you to feel comfortable showing up who you are and not as someone else. This year, I got super transparent with you on the podcast. I cried. I laughed. I told you everything that was going on behind the scenes in my business and my personal life. I showed up as I was. There was days in my groups on Mondays where I showed up in a bathrobe and like my hair a hot mess because I knew that I just needed to show up as I am and show up. That's the biggest thing. Just show up. The people who relate with you will come. The people who don't, they'll leave. And that's okay. We want to build our community based on our values, our beliefs, who we are, not on who society wants us to be or the next influencer that has 10,000 followers or anything. People will follow you for you. And the people who don't follow you, that's okay. They're just not your people. Not a big deal. Show up as you are. Don't be afraid to break the mold and show up in your own skin. People will love you in your own skin much better than you trying to be in someone else's skin. So those are the 10 lessons I learned scaling to a million. And so I'll go over them one more time for a quick recap. One, you don't need fancy bells and whistles. Two, vanity numbers don't mean poop emoji. Three, love your people hard. Four, know your numbers. Five, don't be afraid to shout your goals from the rooftop. Six, don't get hung up in the how. Seven, community is everything. Eight, listen to your gut. It knows more than your head. Nine, do more of what lights you up. And 10, don't be afraid to show up as you are. So my friends, those are the 10 lessons I learned growing to a million in 2020. What a year. So many lessons learned. And here is my cheers. I have my teacup in my hand. Here's my cheers to your best year ever in 2021. 
build relationships, show up as you are, shout your goals from the rooftop, and know your numbers, my friend. I can't wait to get to know you better in 2021. Until next week, go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into that six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.